Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go. Wow. Tough night last night in Vancouver. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. We are live on location at West Edmonton Mall. It is the uh, Oilers autograph session, and uh, we are basically at the Ice Palace entrance level, and there's roughly 800 to 1,000 people lined up. Uh, That is where Connor McDavid in the Ice Palace uh, will be signing autographs later today. They've uh, basically got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl split up in different parts of West Edmonton Mall. We will have Cody Ceci coming up in and around 5.50 today. Uh, Coming up, a a recap of last night's ugly 8-1 loss. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The team got their teeth kicked in in Vancouver for the opening game of the season. It doesn't mean that Edmonton isn't going to have a really good team this year, but uh, the one that positive in last night's game, if there's such thing as a positive, they were collectively in the crap all together. I mean, it's not like you can sit there and say, well, the goalies let us down. You know, we we probably, you know, that's a 4-2 game. No, 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 no. There were mountains of opportunities for Vancouver. It was a tough, tough night. Uh, we'll have a recap of last night's game. Brendan Escott's going to jump in and join us as well. We'll hear from Jay Woodcroft today at uh, 5.35 today from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Ron McLean will uh, be joining us on today's show for Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. At 5.50, as we mentioned, Edmonton Oilers defenseman Cody Ceci. At 6.05, the great guys from GCL Diesel, proud Albertans. And at 6.35, our farm report with Oilers Assistant General Manager Keith Gretzky. So a lot to get to in the uh, next couple hours of Oilers now. Again, live in location, West Edmonton Mall. The River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. Don't miss Sunday buffets at the River Cree featuring all-you-can-eat snow crab legs and other seafood favorites. Just $69.99 per person. Book your table at the theRiverCreeResort.com. You can text us, 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to Ashley Fine floors.com for more information we're on twitter at Oilers now you can tweet me personally bob underscore stoffer brendan escott who is currently shooting me as we speak for one of these social media things you know this this internet thing might actually work out one day i'm telling you you kids back in the day anyhow brendan's gonna jump aboard here and join us as well the oilers the top story for legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Oh, it was a rough, rough night, as you're about to hear. As we head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, excited to announce their women's only workwear store now open. It's located four doors north of their direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Here's the deal. I am of the firm belief that you learn more from failing than you do from 
success. And believe me, when I say this, I have failed in virtually every aspect of my life at various different times, which is why I'm not particularly judgmental, which is why fundamentally I think I'm a relatively understanding and empathetic guy because I've made a lot of stupid decisions over the years. And so, and there comes a point when you broadcast roughly 1,500 games in the National Hockey League or so where you realize that there's ups and downs during the course of the year. You just don't expect to get your ass handed to you 8-1 in the opening game of the season. That's where we're going today. As we get into the Oilers now, Audio Vault, Jack Michaels was uh, on the call last night, and Brendan Escott, I'm told, did everything possible to make this somewhat... Uh, well, it is going to be painful, but maybe not as painful as it could have been. Here's an audio recap of last night's loss to the Vancouver Canucks. 150 days ago when the Edmonton Oilers left the ice, there was almost an instantaneous feeling of wait till next year. Well, next year has arrived. Now we've got a fight at center and Vinny D'Arnais lands a couple of quick right hands on Dakota Joshua. They're stringing one another out right at center ice. D'Arnais lands two uppercuts, misses with an overhand right hook, and then takes him down with a headlock takedown. Vinny D'Arnais up the right-hand side to Garland. Lead pass. Garland scores from Pedersen off the run. Giuseppe with Ilya Mikheyev still banged up. Watches his best rifles went home from J.T. Miller. Pete Campbell, glove side, inside the right post. And it's 2-0 Vancouver. McDavid to the net, a shot to save. Demko the rebound, and Hyman unable to elevate it up over top. Picked off by Evander Kane, but now Miller ahead for Brock Besser, left wing. Crosses, Ronick a shot, kick save, Campbell, rebound. Campbell makes the save, and then Besser tucks home the rebound. It's the goal line. Cross ice and right off Besser and in. What a break for Vancouver. Pedersen was trying to go left wing and carried it off the leg of Besser who will get a hat trick and it's 4 nothing. And that's going to be it. For, it looks to me like Stuart Skinner's coming in. He is. Bouchard passes on the one-timer. Dishes back. McDavid to drives on a one-timer. Score. And the Oilers start the comeback. They trail 4-1. to one. Hughes, a shot, save, rebound, score. And Besser's got four. 6-1. Brock Besser has four goals tonight for the Vancouver Canucks. Well, if there's going to be a ricochet or a bounce tonight, we know which team it's going to. But you know what? The puck comes, they win the draw, first of all. They get the puck back to the point, and they get the puck to the net. The Oilers have fumbled and fumbled pucks all game long, and that'll be all, mercifully, for the Edmonton Oilers. A night they'd like to forget. 8-1 the final in favor of Vancouver. It was uh, ugly last night for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. There is no way to sugarcoat that performance. Um, it's funny because the simple minds, and it's a simple game at time, but the, the simple minds, that is the theme song, the goal song for the Vancouver Canucks, Don't You Forget About Me, uh, from truly a mid-1980s John Hughes classic, The Breakfast Club. 
I'm sure all of us at one time or another have identified in, with some of those characters in the course of the show, especially Judd Nelson's. I digress. <laughs> but anyhow, Urbilio's, Estevez's. Uh, but the bottom line here is the Oilers shouldn't forget about what happened. On uh, They should file that away because they are the hunted. There are people that think, myself included, Edmonton's the top six team in the NHL. We're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott. Brendan, that <laughs> was painful. I, I, I can tell you there, there, there came, I, can I be brutally honest? It was 8-1. Given the amount of open looks that the Vancouver Canucks were getting, it actually could. Now, Edmonton was unlucky not to have scored two or three goals. But they could have had nine or ten last night. That's the type of, like, yeah. the Oilers have got a lot of things to shore up. Well, they, they certainly do. And we knew it was going to be a bit of a mystery because of the shorthanded roster, in a sense. I didn't think that that was going, it was going to be that big a void left by Matthias Ekholm. Now, it looked like they have a lot of adjusting to do uh, in terms of, you know, getting this, just feeling comfortable in this defensive system. But it was interesting, and I think we've got the comments available there. Jay Woodcroft today talking about the fact that he he didn't think the defensive structure was as out of whack as the results might have lent themselves to. Yeah, so hopefully well, they they, uh, they trend in a different direction, obviously, but glad that one's out of the way. Better be a hell of a lot better than they were on uh, Wednesday night coming up on Saturday night. Jay uh, Woodcroft, <laughs> the shortcomings. <laughs> you ever see the David Niven line on shortcomings at the uh, Oscars? <laughs> no. A fellow decided to, uh, David Niven was this really classic British actor, and this this was during the height of the streaking uh, in the 70s. There was all these guys that would go and streak, and this individual decided to streak during the middle of a Oscar presentation as David Niven was about to uh, uh, present, and he goes... What is it with today's members of society that are so freely willing to show off their shortcomings? (laughs) 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 Anyways, the Oilers had some shortcomings last night. Here's Jay Woodcroft. You know what's interesting? I think we spent very little time in our own zone yesterday. Uh, In fact, I think we had double the amount of ozone time that that we spent in our D zone. So I didn't see um, breakdowns of the D zone variety. I saw a couple um, breakout turnovers. I saw, you know, a couple uh, rush reads that have to be a whole lot better, but I didn't see a whole lot of zone time in our own end. I think um, that's one, one area for us, I would say, is just, you know, cleaning up different parts of our game but the meeting that we had with our team today didn't go anywhere near systems it went it went to effort it went to in in when i say that i'm just talking about the how regular season hockey is different than preseason hockey and how we understand um given uh, our recent history and players that we have and our, our potential here in Edmonton, that that's the type of game we should expect to see on a nightly basis from our opponents. And we're disappointed that we didn't meet the competitive level of, of last night's game. But as I said earlier, that's one game that happened last night. It didn't sit well, didn't sit well this morning. We've gone through it. We've taught off of it. Now we flush it, and the good news is that we get a chance or another crack at that same team coming into our building here on Saturday night in front of the best fans in the world. 
That's Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach Bob Stoffer uh, with Brendan Escott. We're live in location at West Edmonton Mall. It is the Oilers autograph session. Boy, that's going to be a tough one. You lose 8-1, and then you're doing an autograph session the next day. But, I mean, these are fans, and they're young fans, so they're into it. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. James says, Bob, Brett Kulak summed up last night's game best in one word. I just can't see it on your show from James. Well, actually, James, it used to be seven words, according to George Carlin, and according to the CRTC today, I believe it's three or four. I believe it's three We're or a little four. more lenient that way now? Yeah, yeah. well, you know, they, they kind of are. <laughs> uh, Bob, uh, the Oilers spent more time at, uh, they spent most of the time at center ice in the face-off circle. You're right, they did. It was it was quite shocking. In fact, I think it was even shocking for the fans in Vancouver. Mark and St. Albert um, says, Bob, I'm trying to stop myself from saying the sky is falling. That is categorically the worst performance of the Oilers since acquiring Qua- uh, Connor McDavid. What the hell happened? That one comes to us from Mark and St. Albert. Well, Jack, I know Reed Wilkins did some digging. Jack Michaels did some digging. Uh, there's been a couple seven-goal losses with McDavid on the team. One was in the... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I can tell the story. Oh, Super Bowl Sunday, 2016. And uh, so I'd had an extended conversation with Pete Chiarelli, and I thought to myself, damn, Taylor Hall might not be in a much longer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Oilers lost 8-1 in Long Island, and uh, that was the day. They played in Montreal an afternoon game the day before, lost 5 nothing. Anders Nielsen was the first game at the Barclays Center. He gave up two goals from outside the blue line, and this was different. This was the entire team collectively, you know what, uh, rotting this one out. Um, and then, let's not forget, in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2017, the Oilers lost game one at home to San Jose. They then shut the Sharks out 2-0 in game two. They shut the Sharks out 1-0 in game three. They're up 2-1. Edmonton was going crazy. And then the Sharks shut Edmonton out 7-0 in game three. And the Oilers bounced back and won games five and six. So there you have it. Keep the text coming. How you feeling today? You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line 780-496-0063. 7-8-6-4-9-6-7-8-0-4-9-6-0-0-6-3. As the game wore on, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both got a little exasperated and frustrated. No, it's not a discipline issue. They're two of the world's best players. They're pissed off. That's what happens. Anybody out there right now that had any bite as a pup when you were a kid, if you didn't like losing, somebody was going to get it. That's kind of how it used to work back in the day. I know, which is why when I played on teams and we were kicking the crap out of other teams, and this was hard for me to do, I shut up because, you know what, I didn't want to start something because I didn't want somebody else to necessarily have to deal with it. And Connor and Leon were a little bit exasperated. Jay Woodcroft was asked about discipline today. Yesterday, we took some needless penalties in the third period when the game was out of reach. I thought it was uh, ones that we didn't need to take. It put stress on different parts of our games. But sometimes in games like that, those things happen. Uh, I don't see it being a huge issue, but we also know we can't be killing six penalties a night, especially against a good power play like Vancouver's. All right, I referenced uh, failing and learning from failure. Jay Woodcroft, again, in the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work, where this is saying dealing with failure directly. I don't believe in sweeping things under the rug. I, I believe in being direct and open and upfront and to tell the truth. Um, so, but that's okay. 
close teams can have those kinds of conversations and close teams, um, they know when they haven't lived up to a certain type of standard. And there's not a, a person yesterday, coaches, players uh, that feel good about the result of that game. Uh, we think we've had a, a real good month here uh, in Edmonton. But the way we played last night was nowhere near our standard, nowhere near the level of desperation and urgency required to win in the NHL, let alone execution. Um, but that game has been played. It has been digested. It has been taught from. Um, now it's on us to make sure that uh, we have a good day tomorrow to set up practice heading into Saturday night. Jay Woodcroft, one final question. I asked him about Dylan Holloway. He blocked a shot on the PK. Looked like it hit him in the, ah, I think in the left hand. Here's Jay Woodcroft. I saw Dylan. I haven't talked to the doctors yet, but uh, I don't anticipate it uh, being anything major at all. I, I expect him to play on Saturday night. There you go. That's good. Uh, that's the best news out of last night's game. Pat says, on the bright side, I thought our third line looked really promising last night. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, another sad factor in last night's loss. This texter out of Edmonton says, I was a Jack Campbell confidence night taking a beating. Could it be affected again? Fair comment. But uh, I think both goalies struggled. Brendan Escott's going to have NHL today for you when we return. We're live in location. West Edmonton Mall Oilers autograph session. It's 523 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now on 630 Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Hawks. All right, 527 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Angie Quinnell. We are live at West Edmonton Mall. Angie's our engineer, and she has a. Pre- we're going up to Vermilion. I don't know if we've officially announced it yet, but we're going up to Vermilion. So there you go, Angie. I've, to be honest with you, I've been to Fort Vermilion. I don't know if I've ever been to Vermilion. I have actually. We were doing a, a Sherwood Park Crusaders game live from the Vermilion Junior B Arena. There, there, there you fact. go. I've <laughs> been up near Fort Vermilion and High Level and all those special places, La Crete, uh, but I can't recall the last time I was in Vermillion. Let's get to uh, NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialist head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, a couple injuries to tell you about. Taylor Hall now week to week for the Blackhawks after taking uh, a high hit. I think it was, no, that John Beecher hit was a separate one entirely. Carlo got it. It was Carlo, that's exactly right. Uh, So keep an eye on on Taylor Hall. Kateria returns from an injury, but Victor Arvidsson is the other one of the LA Kings, who was added to long-term injured reserve. He was missed um, the first game. He was day-to-day, I guess, out of the gate with uh, with a lower body injury. we got games going on already, as we now do in this time slot. Philadelphia is up one in Columbus, and the Rangers and Buffalo are scoreless in Buffalo. A little later on in the Western Conference, you got Nashville and Seattle, Dallas and St. Louis. In uh, Oilers world, they have hired uh, the former, what was she, the Founder, I guess. I want to get that right. Yes, the founder of the NWHL, Danny Ryland Kearney, has been hired by the Oilers as a regional scout. So a little more female presence in the front office there. As far as the Oil Kings go, they lost 7-0 last night on home ice. They now look at Sunday and Tuesday against Red Deer and the Golden Bears with that awesome crosstown series. Uh, they get it going tomorrow night at the downtown community arena. I believe we'll be emanating live from Rogers Place as a result. 
But we can't because there's a concert tomorrow night. I didn't check to see. So, huh. so I'm in the studio tomorrow. So I'm going to be driving over to the Thanks watch the, the back. Warning. Yes, there you go. Yes, there. <laughs> nicely done. Yeah, Jefferson Haig has reached out from uh, Grant McEwen for me uh, to tell me about that. 529 in Edmonton. All right, here's what we got going. Thomas Dias has a global news weather traffic update. In the next half hour of the show, Ron McLean and Cody Cece. You're listening to Weather's Now. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.